0: To the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Wait for it. How many have been thinking about that in your, in your mind as far as just that message, wait for it? I, it's been in my heart, and I know that if we can get Focused on the promises, on the word, on the character of God, on on his love for you. I mean, come on. How can you not have an attitude that says, man, something good is going to happen to me. Something good is about to take place. You know, most of the time we go to the mailbox or whatever, however you get your mail, and we're thinking, oh, negative, 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 negative. And we should be going out there expecting that million-dollar check to come in. You might be thinking, where from? Who cares? Who cares where it comes from? Amen? So I I just believe that, that you have been born for such a time as this. You. Now you might be thinking, dude, I would rather have been born like 20 years later or something. But the thing is, is you have to understand something. God knew you. He's always known you. And you are here. And so there's something special about you. You're not here by accident, and you're not here. I don't care what your parents said. it was an accident. No, we didn't even plan you. I, whatever, whatever. The point is, is you're planned by God. And you, He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. Don't try to figure that out. You can't. But it, it's who God is. And because he is who he is, we need to rely on his information, his truths. And by doing that, we're gonna get stuff that really will impact our lives. And, and that's what we want. We don't gather together to uh, fulfill a religious duty, do we? No, because that would be a bunch of duty. No, we gather together because this is where we're able to Get information for our Monday, amen? And you're not gathered personally here, but you're gathered, you're here, you're listening, you're paying attention, right? I'm talking to them out there right now. But we are, we're gathered together. And so what we wanna do is, is we want to take advantage of this time to receive the instruction of God's Word for our lives so that it will make an impact. Listen, this is bigger than you. If you're a parent, this is bigger than you. You've got to understand the responsibility you have to take this message and to live it for your kids. For us to live it for others. For us to live it in Fry's grocery stores. It, us to live it when we go to a quick trip to get gas. For us to live it. And that is how we continue to be what Jesus has designed us to be and that is the light of the world the salt of the earth and we're an impactors we're influencers and that's what i want us to focus in on listen the the title of the message is better not back better not back and on this side the new normal now why is that the title of the message because this is what I hear constantly, and I'm sure you have said it, and you probably have heard people say it, and that is, man, I can't wait to get back to normal. I want to get back to normal. How many have heard that or said that? That's right. And, and, and I'm not making the statement that that is a negative Okay, I'm not saying that's a bad thing to want because there are a lot of good normal or what we would say habits that we want to get back to. And that is an important thing to recognize. But I'm dealing with the issue of the heart as far as getting back to normal in, a, in an attitude that back then, six months ago, was all perfect. Because I would... If I was a betting man, bet that no one could say six months ago, everything was perfect. No, but we want to go back to normal. We want to go back to previous Rona and think about that because what, that's what I want us to do. I want us to look at something with a different perspective. And I can get it. I can understand the, 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 the nature or our desire to have normalcy, have something normal, because we're comfortable with normal because normal is tied to our past. It's something we're used to, and it's comfortable to have things normal, right? Sure it is. So in this phrase, can't wait to get back to normal, I want us to look at, a different mindset, and that is, I want to get back to better. I want to get back to better. Now what that means is, is, yeah, we can get back to normal, everybody's in church, normal kids are in the building, and that's a good normal. And that's something that we want to be excited about, and we want to be in that place where we're saying, I can't wait till have that. But we can have the same mindset. That's impossible. And I need you to get that because sometimes the back to normal is everything the way it used to be. And that isn't how life is. That was six months ago. Six months ago, there has been change. Now, some of you, and I know there are people out there that this six months of change, Some has been some really bad change. Some has been some ugly change. There's been change in, in job, relationships, marriages. Different things, different cause and effects that have happened over the six months, but you can't tag it on a virus. You can't do that. No one can, but it's something that we like to do because ultimately we'd rather blame something. And that will always rob you of change. And we want change and we want to have it in our lives but we want it for the better, amen? Everybody say better. Doesn't it just roll off your tongue good? Better. How about, how about worst, do worst? Isn't even just saying it, it's like worst. Your mouth is weird and worst, 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 worst. Now it's sounding like it's a weird word. You ever said a word and then all of a sudden like, that's weird, better, better. Better. better, 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 It's good, isn't it? So we want to get back to better, not back to normal. Normal, by definition, is conforming to a type, a standard, or a regular pattern, the usual, or what you would expect as the same. Now think about that. We want to get back to this. Now, like I said, did you? have any type of issues or problems or frustrations six months ago? And I wager to say we did. We all did. Then why is six months back so much better? Because of what we're dealing with right now, we are looking at today and then looking at yesterday and thinking that yesterday is so much better than today. Now, if you're looking in the normals, a, a, a normal mindset of no change, nothing happens in life, that is a true statement. But if you're looking at truth, and if you're looking at reality in life, things change or should be changing in six months. And I can tell you right now, if you go through life in six months and there's no change happening, you'll repeat the last six months, which repeated the previous six months, which we, pre- in other words, you can have all the resolutions in this year you want, but if you aren't making a change, you're gonna repeat the past. And none of us want that, none of us want that. We, we think we do, but we don't. We want better in our lives. I was thinking about the time when, um, not when I got my driver's license, but when the reality of a driver's, a driver's license came into existence. And the reality is, you're paying insurance and you're paying for the vehicle. Now, when you get that place where you're paying your own insurance and paying for your own vehicle, I remember to myself saying, I wish it was back to normal. (laughs) I mean, I literally remember, listen, what was back to normal? My mom or my dad chauffeuring me around. Not paying no interest, no, no insurance, not paying for no vehicle, and I have to be here at seven and get in the back seat, go, sir. And no payments, nothing, just get driven around everywhere. And if they didn't, someone else would. But I always had a chauffeur. Now we call them parents and we call them neighbors, and we call you know, but hey. I can tell you right now, i pull a chauffeur up and a parent up and watch how they act. Parents get out, open the door for the kids. So does a chauffeur. Hey, parents, welcome to the real world. But see, what happens is you look at and then I think, but back then, if I had it today, at the age I was when I was paying insurance and paying for my car, I don't want my mom driving me around. I know there's some guys that, you know, you living in your house, still 30 years old, and you're still doing that. But anyway, the truth of the matter is, is this is what happens. We, we look at the used to, but we're not sifting it through the change in our lives. And once we start sifting it through change, then we realize, okay, I got to start today. I don't wanna get back there, I wanna start today. So what I want us all to understand is, is yeah, we want to gather together. We do want that. That's a good habit. That's something that God wants us to have. But we don't wanna go back six months before. We wanna start now. Why? Because I don't know about you, but there has been a lot of learning. There is a lot of things that I've gone through that have helped me. There are, maybe it's been some rough uh, uh, times in the sense of not normal, but I'm telling you right now, what we have here as not normal has created hundreds of people in the kingdom of heaven, thousands watching our services all over the world. So I don't look at Rona and get all scared, go, oh, I wish I was back to six months ago. Why? Because six months ago, it was just this immediate vicinity. And if you came to church, do I want to go back to the past? No, not at all. I want the back to come forward to today, which becomes better. I don't want to go backwards. I want to go forward. Even Paul made this statement. Paul said in, in Philippians 3.13, he says, Nah, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved perfection. Believe me, Paul in his letters and in his information, people assume that he knew everything, that he had it all. Before he received Jesus and started walking out his life as a follower of Christ, He was at the top of his game in religion. I mean, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was like number one in his Bible college. And so he had all the accolades of, I'm a great religious person. And now he moves into this life with Jesus and he elevates to the top again. Top of his game in living for Christ, living for Jesus. And now in his walk, people are like going, I don't even understand. Even Peter was like going, I don't, sometimes I can't get Paul. His wisdom is so beyond what I know. Peter's saying that. And so Paul makes it very clear there, but he says, Listen, I'm not achieved perfection. I'm not, I, I haven't got to the place where I, I can coast now. He says, but I'm going to tell you something. I focus on something very important. So what he's saying is, he's he's answering a question. Paul, have you arrived? Are you perfect? And he he says, no, I'm not. He goes, but just to help you out, this is something that I do do. I, I, I do this thing, and I need you to understand the importance of it. And he says, I forget the past. I forget it. I forget the past. And the only way you can forget something is to think on something. You have to focus anew to let go of the old. And so what he does is he says, I forget the past and I press forward to my future. I forget the past, but I press forward to my future. And that's not just saying, all right, I'm going to forget. And I'm just hoping for a good tomorrow. No, he's pressing in in the understanding of I press on to reach the end of the race, to receive the heavenly prize for God through Christ Jesus. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you but we must hold on to the progress we have already made. Is that awesome? Now you look at this life and I'm sure, listen, I get it. Six months ago, you're looking at your life and you're not seeing the negatives, but there are. I guarantee you there are people in here, six months ago, you were praying, God, I want more time with my husband. And and people are praying, God, I want more time with my kids. And now you're going, get them out of the house. But six months ago, that wasn't your prayer. Six months ago, you want more time, more time, more time. Kids, more time, more time, more time. Now, now what happened to that prayer? It's answered. What happened now? Your heart was, I need more. After getting what you prayed for, now, uh uh-huh, now. Now what are we looking at? Exactly. What happened? reality. (laughs) See, we, we ask for a lot of things. We don't really get the full meaning of that answered prayer. And if we really, really saw the picture of us getting what we wanted, we'd see a lot of failure in our lives, a lot of negatives. Because ultimately, there's only one person that knows tomorrow and sees tomorrow, and that's the Father. So I think I'd rather have him answer my prayer. I'd rather him, listen, I'll throw up the, the, the TikTok prayer. I'll throw up the prayer to God, but also I want God to know, but your way, not mine. I would like to see this, but your way, not mine. Because ultimately that's what I want. I want his hand in it. I don't want, him, I don't want his hand tied behind his back and given me what I think I want because it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So I want us to look at today and realize, okay, I don't want to get back to normal normal. I want to get back to better. Normal of church attendance. That's okay. That's a good habit. Hebrews says Hebrews 10 24 says this, and let us consider how we may spur one another toward love and good deeds. Let us not give, not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. So he said that our lives should recognize the habit of gathering is a priority. It wouldn't be in the Word. It is a priority. Don't think that this is acceptable to God, that we all sit at home and watch on the net, on the TV. That's not. I, I've heard pastors, they're trying to rationalize this. They do everything they can. I, I say stay away from that mess. Quit, quit trying to rationalize because this is what you have to do. You're trying to convince someone of something that's a good thing and leaving out truth. I know, I, that brings false hope. I don't want anybody, I don't want you at all out there to think, it's okay, stay home. You'll get just as much as we are in here. No, you won't. No, you're going to get the same word, but there's so much power to have people in here, especially when they can look at you and go, yeah, come on, that's for you. But see, you don't have no one there right now don't, I don't listen. It's so good. It's so good that we can go to YouTube, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. It's so good, but that's secondary. It's a blessing to know that there are people that can't come here are getting the word of God are receiving it all over the world. Thousands of people. And we don't know how many people have been saved over our teachings on YouTube. We don't know. I guarantee you it's got to be in the hundreds and hundreds. Guarantee it. We won't know till we all get to heaven. And all of a sudden, people are going to be running up to you and going, hey, I, I watch your church. I got saved. And you're like going, really? I didn't see you there. I wasn't there. YouTube. It's going to be awesome, it, listen, I'm telling you. So I look at this and I think, okay, put inside the virus. You know, we have issues to deal with, but we did back then too. We had marriage issues, relationship issues, work issues. We all had issues six months ago, right? just the tendency in, in psychology really lays this out really well is is we love to look at the past and see only the good events over the negative we go to Disneyland we think of that ride oh it was so awesome and we think about it we talk about it but we don't talk about the six hours waiting for it and I can tell you right now no one was happy no one no one was happy No one was all, oh, this is so wonderful. Five hours and 30 minutes more to go. I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. I know we're standing at the entrance of Disney, but pretty soon we'll be at the end on that ride. It's miserable. Miserable, miserable, miserable. And then you go pay for something, a hot dog that's $38. Oh, yeah, it's just I remember how special it was. At Disneyland, we paid $38 for a hot dog. Oh, glorious. Hallelujah. No, you weren't. Most of the time, you're like, ah, oh, this is crazy just for this ride. But then 10 years later, the ride was awesome. <laughs> Disneyland is awesome. It's so awesome. We are so good at this. Yes. We are, are we not? Are we not? Yes, we are. Don't, don't listen. You can get tricked by yourself. <laughs> Let, let's don't do that. Let's not do that, amen? It's fine talking about good times, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with talking about the good times. But I'm going to tell you right now, y'all know the family members, and you get together, these family things. And what do they all talk about? That three times they had happiness in their life and they're 58 years old. And each time you got to listen to the same story. Remember, remember when? Remember when we just remember and that's all they know to talk about. Their past. Talk about the past. Just hard that they have no future. Why? Because their today sucks. And this is what life's about. Today. Today. Today is the key. Today matters. Today is the most important day of your life. Period. Not tomorrow. Not yesterday, today. And how tomorrow treats you is all dependent on today. Isn't that amazing? Oh my gosh, connect with this information so we can all, all live this life that Jesus said, I've come to give you an abundant life. An abundant life. Isn't that wonderful to know that Jesus's promise for us was this awesome, awesome life and life more abundantly. Well, how's that possible? Well, I'm living life and I have the supernatural and the spiritual life in operation now. That's how it can become abundant. And you just need to know that. It's the wait for it moment is when you know the promises of God are yes and Amen. And God's heart towards you is special. And that's when you know, man, this is going, it's going to be good today and tomorrow I can't wait for it. It's just going to be awesome. But again, we, 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 we never want to look back to find our normal. We, we want to look forward. Look forward for better. Look forward for better. Look forward for better. I think about uh, my life in you go through the process of your life, and you see yourself, okay, you're single, you get married, and then in the time period of marriage, I'm looking at our lives, living our lives, and I see, okay, what, what is involved in there? A lot of fun, a lot of travel, a lot of, not, a lot of responsibility, and you're looking at going, it going, pretty awesome. And then you get a kid. You don't have all that freedom anymore. All that awesomeness has been toned down. Now responsibility kicks in. You didn't have much responsibility before. none at all. I mean, going to the airport was a breeze. Now with the, you know, stroller and you get all that. I mean, even grocery shopping becomes something like you're going, ah, you go do it. And No, really, things change. And then you get another one. Some of you you're like you're like bold as can be. You go five, six, and, and or, or crazy as can be. Either way, I mean it happens. But but think about it. Think about your lives. You don't you don't go, oh, I wish we could go back to normal. Why? What wasn't it, wasn't it not easier? Yeah. Why don't you have the desire? Think about it. You can't tell me that back to normal compared to now was not an easier and simpler, less responsibility. Why wouldn't you want to go back to normal? Think about it. Because, see, this is the reflection of life. Now that change has happened and the process of change, no longer do I see normal That's something I want to go back to, even if it was easier. How come? Because the change and the pressures of change have risen to the challenge. I've risen to the challenge. Now think about it. You've gone to a place of simplicity through hardship, and you wouldn't go back. I wouldn't go back to being not married, being single. No, that'd that have to, I'd have to eliminate two miracle boys. It ain't gonna happen. Now, two boys early on was simpler. Now it's becoming harder. And you think, how can it get harder? Because they just don't always agree with one another. And sometimes it can get to where ah stop. Yeah, preacher's kids. Yeah, you thought, you thought they walked on water, huh? No, we only do that when we feel like it. But the thing is, is I wouldn't give, a, I wouldn't give it up for anything. None, I, don't, I wouldn't want to go back to, back to where? See, that's not my normal. I got better now. But it's not easier. And I want you to know, I understand We want the assumption that six months ago, everything was super great, but it wasn't. It wasn't. And I believe that now, six months, even though you've gone through hardships, you have even greater ability to have better than you've ever had before. I believe that for everybody, everybody. You've got better in front of you. And that's what we have to see. Let's don't look back. Amen. I'm not going to look back to find my normal. Nah, I'm not looking back to find my normal. I'm looking forward for better. That's it. Now I'll bring up back to normal to my future. Now, I'll bring back the gathering together up forward. And I'm not going back there. I'm staying right where I am. If I went back there, thousands of people would not be impacted. Hundreds of people would not be saved. We would not be impacting all over the world. Wouldn't, wouldn't be happening right now. I'd be dragging my feet like I did before. Got a church. Who needs to preach online? I would have liked to, but it was like nothing that really, there wasn't a flame. There wasn't this desire to do it. And all of a sudden, we had to. In the fire, we went. This is what I know about love life. This is what I positively know about love life. And love life isn't me. Love life is us. Love life is our our leaders, our members, our attenders. I know that love life excels in pressure. And if you think that I'm off when I say that, then you need to go look at the things that we have been doing over the past six months online, our kids programming. Look at our BBS and tell me that is not professional standard. Tell me that. Tell me that that's, that's obvious and normal for any church to do with only a month or so to get it done. Tell me that. I can guarantee you it isn't. And I can guarantee you this, for fact, churches that have been doing this for years can't touch this. -hmm. What happened? Love life happened. We are seeing all the awesomeness of what this church has to offer when it starts and will get set free to move into beyond what you could imagine or think. I'm telling you right now, mark my word, that is a factual statement that everybody is going to see happen. My heart and my hope is that you're right on line with us, that you're a part of this with us. And there's so many of you, so many of you in here and out there that you are so pro this family, you want to help, you want to benefit in any way you can. And, and I, we just got a letter, I, I, I can't say who it was because I didn't get their permission. Though I, they probably would allow it, but I didn't get their permission. But they sent a letter and said, you know, pastor, we wanted you to know, we want Love Life to know that, that we are so committed, to this family. And if there's anything, now I'm paraphrasing a lot, but if there's anything, that we can do, even scrubbing toilets. We're faithful in our tithes, we're seeing God bless us, and we will continue to tithe, and you can't outgive God, and this is what they're saying, and they're saying, but you know what? We want to help and be a blessing. We can't come because of your stupid rules, no, they didn't say that. But their heart is, is we want to help and be a help to not only the physical building, but to our church family. And if there's any people that can, can we help our family at Love Life? And I thought, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That is the heart of our people. I'm telling you, I get so many people. That's just one letter. But I get people telling me all the time. What can we help with? What can we help with? How can we help? And that's just our heart. Our heart is that. And I'm just, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of this church. In the midst of this ugly, we're just rising up. And like I said, this is just the baby steps. The baby steps to great things for the kingdom of God and the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm, I'm just so happy. I'm so excited. It's so awesome to see all these things take place. It's a beautiful thing to see. But we need to get back to better. Amen? Yeah. We got to get the focus of better. Not go back. Let's focus in on better. Let's focus in on what God has for each and every one of us. We got to look for better, not normal. Amen? Look for better, not normal. I took this. Uh, this is a... Uh, a sad, sad statement on what has been caused because of this virus. What has been caused because of this virus is this. Since the Rona took effect, these have all multiplied and increased in the United States. Fear, depression, despair, loneliness, frustration, abandonment, anxiety, hopelessness, crime, abuse, domestic violence, and suicide. They've all increased. Now think about that. What do we know about our nation? Well, they've demanded us to become closer. They demanded us to separate. They demanded us to what? Get get away. It won't. You'd assume things would be better. We're not all interacting. We're all huddled up, huddled and hiding. Why is this happening? See, the inquiring minds, the wise men and women, the people that think, the people that live life, not exist in life, all of a sudden start going, wait a minute. We're all supposed to be huddling, scared, scared in a place where we're just all away from everybody, why is suicide, why is crime, why is domestic violence, why is this all increasing? See, that's a thing that we need to pay attention to. None of the government mandates have made our society safer. On the contrary, it's made it worse. Oh we can look at the the death rate of the virus in over 90% it's mega percentage of 70 and 80 year olds but it's amazing how it's no no it's it's wiping out all of us and that's not true that's a lie but we all you know hide and cower and what's happening Death and destruction in people's lives, in marriages. I see there's a deceptive lie going on that must come to a halt. See, there are groups out there that want to write and fight for what they believe is true. Fine. Don't break the law, but do what you need to do. But we ought not to be silent as well. Hey, there is a silent majority and it will speak loud soon. But the point is, is the church shouldn't be that silent majority. I'm not talking about getting into politics. I'm not talking about talking opinions. I'm talking about showing life, sharing life, living life, being the life givers, the, the extenders of hope to the hopeless. I mean, this is all that Jesus came to do, to mend up the hearts of the broken. And, and we're, we're, we're scared. Now if I go out, I'll, I'll get a virus that is 100% sure, it won't do anything to me. But that's not the point. The point is, is we're not allowing this to mandate us. Listen, I understand and believe me. I mean, I, I get it. The position of recognizing the ability to do what you need to do for the benefit of people. I get it. And to me, I agree with it, but I get it. And I'm not gonna force my faith on anyone. I will never be that person. But we need to rise up, rise up. And I wanna be a leader in you rising up to the man and woman of, that God's called you to become. He's not quit on you. He says, I'm going to make sure it fulfill. I'm going to fulfill it to the end. I'm going to fulfill it. I started it. I'm going to continue on. But we can hinder that. We can hold it back. We can drag our feet. And I don't believe that's what God wants in a time of turmoil. I think our light should be as bright as anybody shining right now. I'm serious. I think we should be Salty. And if you've ever played any type of video game and heard the word salty, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And what that means is is you're playing to win and you get emotional to win. That's a salty player. That's Matthew. (laughs) But the point is, is you're like going, man, I wanna win this game and I I wanna make sure we win and come on, man, come on, get your game on. That's a salty player. Listen, church. We need to get salty. We need to fight to win. Right? Yes, we do. And I believe you're going to do it with us. All right? How to look forward to better. I'm going to give you five keys. Five power of perspective keys to better. Number one. How you see things will determine how you do things. How you see things will determine how you do things. We want to engage in better and understand the desire to want to get back to normal. But what we have to do is we have to merge the good into the better. Amen? So yeah, you've got some back to normal that you're not too excited about. There's some things in the six months ago that you're like going don't like, don't want. Okay, so we don't pay attention to that. But the things we do, we bring up and we bring it forward because we're not going back. We're here right now. We're here and we're gonna move forward from this point, amen? We're moving forward from this point. Number two. What you continually see in your thoughts, how you see things, perception, you will eventually be. What you see, how you see is eventually what you will be. Proverbs 23, 7, as a person thinks in their heart, so are they. That is is an amazing scripture. When you break it down in the Hebrew language, it literally shows us the word thinketh in the King James or think in the new King James is the word sha'ar. And it's very powerful because that word literally means a gatekeeper, a gatekeeper. A gatekeeper was someone that stood guard in a gate and would either let something in or keep something out. Why is that important? Because we read it as a person thinks, so are they. But what I want you to do is I want you to see the power of the picture in the Hebrew language because now it's this, as a person is a gatekeeper of their own lives and what they let in is their choice and what they keep out is their choice. They are the gatekeeper of their lives. So you have to look at this, you say, what I continually see, what I continually think about, what I allow in the gate, through the gate, I will eventually become. That's who I'm going to be. I have men love to come up to me, and, and, and one of the main things a lot of men like to say is, how do I get rid of anger? And I say, quit thinking angry. And it goes, because that's not what they want to hear. Now I could say, because you're a mean person and you've got a bad past and your life has been miserable. And I could go through the whole psychological process of why you're angry, but it won't change you. I can write a book about your past and show you why you're angry and it won't change you. The moment you stop thinking angry, you'll stop being angry. Well, I just don't like how. That's the key to success in a Christian's life the understanding of how. And it's so simple. Think of a banana, think of a banana. Think of a horse, and you think of a horse. Banana. Horse, banana, horse. They're not the same. They're not even close. To the same. One's an animal. One's a fruit. But I can think of it like that, and I can see it like that, and that's all my mind and thought is like that. Anger isn't something. The thought of anger doesn't just come to you, you choose to think it. Quit thinking angry thoughts. You put, and that's what I hear. And people love to throw in the big fat butt all the time. And the truth of the matter is, is the truth. I said, the truth of the matter is, is the truth. Change the way you think, you change who you become. Yeah, but you don't know. And that's the problem. You don't want help. You don't. You want an excuse. Listen, I've I've worked with a lot of people. A lot of people. People that have been in military, been through conflict. I've talked to marriage issues, people with problems, alcohol, drug issues. I'm telling you, nothing changes in the answer. They change in their experiences, and they assume and want a different answer. But it's the same answer. You are in control of your thought, and you don't want to know that because it puts all responsibility on you. And you can't blame the army conflict. You can't blame the parent. You can't blame the wife. You can't blame no more. And what does that mean? What does it literally mean not to be able to blame? It means now you empower yourself. You just empowered yourself to become better. You empowered yourself to realize you are empowered to live life. But we want to make an excuse. It's not how you are created. The live an excuse life. Not what Jesus died for. He died for you so that there would be no excuses for you anymore. And I live free for that. I live free for that. I'm so thankful for what Jesus did for me, my life in this world, my family, the church. Thank you, Father, for the Lord Jesus Christ, who you sent for me because you love me so much. Hallelujah. Third thing, change how you look at things. The things will start to change. Change how you look at things and the things will start to change. That's a great tool for marriage. People want other people to change. But the key is what you really want is you want to experience a different feeling because of their action. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? I, I'm, I, I'm writing a massive marriage booklet with one paragraph, and that one paragraph is greater than the whole book. I'm not writing it, I'm, 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 I'm giving you this picture. I'm saying the whole, I, I, we can write the whole marriage booklet, but all you need is this one paragraph. You see, the process of change nowhere can you find in scripture is God, his word, looking for everybody to change so things will be better for your life. Nowhere. It's not in the Bible. And I don't care how many marriage books you've written. You want to change how you're experiencing feeling some idiot? Change how you see the idiot. I'm not calling the husband or wife an idiot or am I? No, I'm not. All I'm saying is, is I'm telling you right now, you, I get this just in my own normal life as this journey of, of being in ministry has been something really awesome and freaky. But the point is, is I remember taking uh, spiritual gifts tests, which are crock. But anyway, but I remember taking them early on in my walk because that's what they were into at the church that I first got with. And they were into that. Let's find your spiritual gifts. And it's almost like you're getting tagged with this is who you are. And then I take it later on in college and all of a sudden everything's changed. But what happened? Was the other one a lie? No, at the place I was at, that's exactly what was going on in my life. But I know people that take those tests and I swear they, they base their life on those and they're not even near anything they think they are. Why? Because as you grow and mature, things change. I don't even wanna be around people when I first take that test. Everything around, uh, all the spiritual gifts were listed as loner, stay away from people, don't like people, not much mercy or grace at all. And I've taken, my last test was years and years ago, but when I took it, oh my gosh, ever heard the term that's not really you who are you that was me because all of a sudden was likes to be around people filled with mercy and grace and I'm thinking wait a minute these are not the same people that my brothers and sisters is the walk with Jesus took me from a place of judgmentalism and no grace to a place of no gentleman judgmentalism and full of grace That is the God we serve. He took me from, I flunked everything on that test to, I am special. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? And I look forward to my next 10, 20, 30 years. Man, it's just going to keep changing. Oh, how beautiful is that? But we look at this and we say, hey, we change how we look at things. We can start to change the thing, the experience of what we're dealing with. I like this in John four thirty five. Jesus says, "Don't say there's still four months and then comes the harvest. Why? Because that's normal. We look out there. We go. Wait a minute. We can see the time. Look, uh, uh, the leaves are starting to fall and it comes fall here. It's winter, but we 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 go through winter and all of a sudden the tree starts budding and we look at it and we go, okay, we know spring is coming, right?" And that's the normal. That's, that's normal about life. And we can make decisions based upon those normals. But Jesus says, don't go there. He goes, behold. In other words, pay attention right now. I say to you, lift up your eyes. Look. Lift up your eyes. Look for the fields. They're ready ready and bursting for harvest. What? No, it looks like the farmer just planted it. We have four months before it even starts growing. And Jesus goes, nah, they're ready right now. Now what's happening? My view of normal keeps me in a normal life. Jesus's view of normal operates on the supernatural life-changing view. Totally, completely. He takes you from a place of this is normal. This is normal to a place of there ain't no normal. This is supernatural. Yeah. What you think is normal isn't normal. And all that message was from the Samaritan woman. That crazy lady that had five husbands, actually four. The one she was with wasn't her husband. She's living with this guy. She figured, whoops, struck out four times. I ain't doing that again. I'll just live with the dude. This is her life. And Jesus is talking to this crazy Samaritan woman, which the Jews hated. The leadership of the Jews would literally have prayers that said, Samaritans will not go to heaven. Is that crazy? They are freaks. Religion is freaky. It's always judging people how not to get there. They always lean toward it, always lean toward it. But the point is, is this, is he's talking to this per? He's talking to her. Everything he's doing is against the law. It's against Jewish law for him to talk to her. It's against Jewish law because of who she was. No one else is around against Jewish law. Everything about it's against the law. That's why you can't look at anything in this new covenant tied to a law. We have no law anymore. We're free from the law. Free completely from the law. So here he is doing all this. She's like getting life. She goes out and just starts spreading this word. And we're not talking about weeks or months. We're talking about hours. She goes out and the whole town is coming to Jesus. They're coming. And Jesus says, they come to Jesus. You're hungry, right? Because we, they went out to go get food. So they went to the Jerusalem Taco Bell. They're bringing back their bags of chalupas. And and they're going, and Jesus is like going, guys, don't think about normal. I want you to look and see what's coming. You know what they're thinking is, is we gotta run. That's a crowd, that's a crowd of Samaritans. We hate Samaritans. I don't even know why we're here, Jesus. We should've walked around this nasty town. And he says, look, the harvest is ripe. Lift up your eyes, guys. We got a harvest coming in. Think about it. What does it take to get a harvest? A seed has to be planted. One seed produced, multiplied harvest. The Samaritan woman, that no good woman. Think about it. Became a harvest multiplied. I love the scripture because it doesn't do anything but show hope. Who would ever think that this woman would be used mightily for the kingdom of God? Everything about her was no way, no way, no way. And Jesus is like, girl, I'm about to set you free. What? What? The ladies live with someone. Churches kick you out for that. Spiritual Christians judge you for that. You will not go to heaven because you do that. You'll not go to heaven because you smoke. I've had leaders come to me and like, going, get away from me. Come, They're smoking. Stop them from smoking. I'm like, God, don't you listen to anything in church? Goofy person. They can't handle it here. They leave anyway. The point is, is religious people are always looking at the faults of others so they can look at themselves in front of others and say, I'm so spiritual. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't cuss. Whatever. Number four, what I believe is how I perceive. What I believe is how I perceive. What I perceive in life is what I receive in life. What I perceive in life is what I receive in life. What I perceive my husband sucks. That's what you're going to receive. I perceive my wife. That's what you're going to receive. I perceive my kids. That's what you receive. Change of perception. Change of perception. You think this doesn't work? I'm telling you, you are calling God a liar. God, his way is so different than ours. And I know it's not the simple thing to do because it isn't. It's so difficult. Love your enemies. I mean, come on. I'm just crossing the line, Jesus. You know, it's like, come on. But we, we, we ruin that word because we want to define it in a different way well, they come and kill my family, I'm supposed to love my enemies. See, that's what happens. That has nothing to do with loving your enemy at all. Love your enemy, unless they want to hurt you, then shoot your enemy. But the point, I mean, this is what we do. We go crazy just because we don't get a scripture verse. You guys understand this? I mean, a soft answer turns away wrath. That's what God's Word says. I've tried it. Sometimes it doesn't. But see, that's on my timeline, though. I'm wanting now, ahorita, happen, happen, you know. It's okay. I won't do it no more. God's Word is true, period. Your timetable is your timetable. God's word is true. Know that it's going to happen. It might not happen that minute. It could happen an hour later. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Soft answer. It turns away wrath. Are you guys hearing me? Okay. We need to start fresh mindset. That's for sure. Amen. We need to see things differently. That's so important. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. If anyone is in Christ, he is, they are a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Normal is not the same. I'm adding that in there. Normal is not the same. You're a new creation. Every day should be something new. Every day. Every day should be something new. You're a new creation. Remember, Romans 12 2 makes it very clear what we're supposed to do. Renew your minds. We renew, or not. we renew our minds because why? We want to have a different life. and The process is exchanging of information. Take out old, put in new. All right? Number five, see yourself through God's eyes, not your own. See yourself through God's eyes, not your own. Why? Because your view is sifted from your past. I'm going to tell you how you see yourself. Think of your past. That's it. Some of you are good people and you see yourself bad. You know why? Because of something happened to you in the past, was not your fault, but it happened to you. And now you see yourself bad. That's, that's, uh, it's disgusting. It's terrible that that's happening to you. But see, I want you helped. So I'm telling you, your view of yourself has to stop from what has happened in your past, good or bad. It's got to become different because you're not a lot, a part of that family anymore. So our view has to be related to a different point of view. And that's God's point of view. Let me, let me give you God's point of view on you. Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the thoughts I think toward you. This is my perception. This is how I view you, says the Lord. My thoughts and my perception of you are filled with peace, shalom, success, nothing missing, nothing broken. God's thoughts upon you. Oh, he's mad at me. He doesn't like me. He doesn't love me. Oh, I screwed up. No, he said, my thoughts aren't like your thoughts. My ways are not like your ways. These are my thoughts, I think, toward you. When you're screwing up, I'm thinking, nothing missing, nothing broken. When I think about you, I see a future. I see a hope. Hope is a Hebrew word for the term faith. The confident expectation, though we might not see it right now, the picture that we view is success. Though we might not see it right now, the picture that we view is success. We call those things that are not as though they are. That's God's thoughts of you. You thought it was about your sin you did last week and told him you'd never do it again, and you've done it six times since. I'm going to tell you right now, God is not even processing that. And you think, no, okay. See, that's what religion wants to hold you to that that's what he does. No, sorry, Missy, he's not like you. Sorry, sir, he is not like you. That blood of Jesus that came on this earth 2,000 years ago gave him the ability to go, huh? What are you talking about? You want to keep that doctrine? See how much you change with that doctrine. Of no, he does remember, and I'm. I i got to If I don't stop it, and if I don't do this, I won't get in heaven, or he can't use me. Then go, go with that. Go with that. See how you change with that mindset. I'm going to tell you right now. You aren't going to happen. It's not going to change. It won't change. Why? Because what are you thinking about? Your failure, your sin, your loserness. Everything about it is is no change is going to happen. It's amazing how religious people fight for the right to keep that way of thinking. You know why? Because they see themselves bad. And when you're bad or when you hurt, you want others to be bad and hurt. sad. but keep that doctrine out of this church because it don't belong here, at love life. The word of God belongs here, not your doctrines. No, God's word, it says in God's word. No, not in the Holy Bible, it doesn't. Let's get back to better, amen? amen? Let's get back to normal. I mean, ultimately, what it comes down to is what we did or what we had in our past. It doesn't define our now. But this has been six months. We need to now look at the experience And realize, yeah, we haven't been happy about a lot of this. And a lot of it is just unacceptable. Cool. That's fine. What are we going to do with that? I want to get back. No, you don't. We live today. And for tomorrow to change, you got to deal with today. And today is, I'm not going back. I'm going better. I'm going better. I'm just not going to go back. I'm going better. We're going to gather together because that's what God's word says. But it's going to be better. It's going to be better. It isn't going to be church as usual. Well, thank God for that. But we're going to have better, better focus, better world vision, better everything. And so much better in our ability to multiply the help in need. Amen. And that's a beautiful thing to know. Listen, we're constantly changing. We change a little bit every day. Let's do better, not back. Amen. Let's do better, not back. Let's move forward and expect God to do great things. Maybe you're looking at this and going, I just, I'm all over the place. I get it. Information and much of it causes instability. Only a foundation of truth makes a person secure. The foundation of truth out there, the foundation of truth in here is God greatly loves you. That's the foundation of truth. He's got a plan and purpose for your life. That is a foundation of truth. Now you might be in turmoil, but like I said, it's all in the perception, all in what you're thinking about, what you're allowing in, gatekeeper, all this is real. I say it's time to shut the door on a lot of this fake news stuff. Shut the door on a lot of this, let me give you my opinion. Shut the door on the, they love to use science. Only when it aligns with their view. Another science, information, statistics. If it doesn't line up with their view, it's thrown away. And only science. Is this crazy? Or if the doctor stands up and says exactly what I want them to say, and another doctor says, kick that doctor out of here. What is this? I say no more. I say it's time to rise up for today and receive what God has us for today. And let's make an impact for lives better and for other people to be better. So we can start smacking down these statistics of hopelessness, loneliness, abandonment, abuse, suicide. Listen, if the church doesn't light up, if the church doesn't light up, if the church doesn't light up, it's a dark world out there. Let's lighten it up. Anybody out there? Anybody in here? You need that light? Here's how you get that light. This life is received by you believing in one person and one person alone. You call on the name of Jesus and that in itself will bring life and light into your life. And all you have to do is say, Jesus, and I want you all to do it. Everybody out there, say this with me. Jesus, I call on your name right now. And I ask you to come in my life. I want better. No looking back. I'm moving forward. Thank you, Jesus, for answering my prayer. For God loves me so much that you came to prove it. I believe in you, Jesus, and I receive you right now. Amen. Yeah! If you pray that prayer out there in the land beyond press that little button, said, I received Jesus. And anybody in here, if you prayed that prayer, lift your hands right now, because I have something to give you. And if you have prayed that prayer for the first time, anybody out there at all, you've prayed that prayer for the first time. All right. Y'all are followers of Jesus out there. If you want, you can write us, you can email us, you can get information to us, and we'll send you a little booklet to help you. And that's what you're going to get just that little booklet. And you're not going on a mailing list and I'm not gonna mail you a bunch of crap. I'm telling you right now, that's my word. Love you guys, be blessed. See ya.